Hello, hi to you listening. This is the Just Growth Podcast, and this is a podcast for the everyday man, a platform to help men become the best version of themselves, and I'm your cool host, Kaya Sitole. On this week's episode, I speak to Debo Honong, a writer, filmmaker, and has recently made her debut short film called Transmute. We delve into the importance of stillness within your creative process, self-development, and about her second upcoming book called Cycles. Join me as I have this lovely conversation with her and enjoy. Hi, Debojo. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. I can't complain. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me and agreeing to do this by joining my Just Growth podcast over here. So we're going to jump straight into it, actually. Can you just, to people who don't know you, um, can you just give us an elevated pitch synopsis about you and like what you do? Did you, you just say elevated pitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually stole that from a podcast show. So I was just like, ah, oh, it's pretty cool actually. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, since it's an elevated pitch, I mean, I aim to impress. Yeah. <laughs> um, to put it simply, I'd say um, to define is to limit. So there are limitless possibilities mm-hmm. um, to what I can achieve and to who I am. So in describing myself, I know that I'm not putting any limits because this is just growth broadcast sure. and I'm still yet to grow. Thank you. Um, but for now, <laughs> I'd say that I am a filmmaker and I am a writer. I'd say multifaceted writer because I write for different mediums, okay. whether it be poetry, screenwriting, um, blogs, copywriting. So I'm an all-round writer. So okay. when you think of the word writer, I encapsulate that. Hence why I say to define is to limit. Mm. Um, and like speaking about poetry, mm-hmm. um, the truth shall bloom. Yes. What were the things you observed or maybe on your everyday travels that influenced you to write The Truth Shall Bloom? The Truth Shall Bloom is a a book I wrote when I was 19. So Mm -hmm. obviously I didn't have that much lived experience, but I had a lot of questions. Sure. So that's really where it came from, being in the space where you're seeking truth. Because now you're young, um, you've been under authority, um, being in boarding school for 12 years, you can imagine. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine I was constantly under someone's authority. There were constant rules mm-hmm. I had to follow. So leaving that sort of space and living at home for the first time, taking a gap year, you can imagine now I'm there and I have to integrate all these things and ask myself, who am I? You know, who yeah. do I want to be? And in asking those questions, that's where the poetry came in. And that's how the truth shall bloom came about. Have you always, okay, like when did you realize that you like writing? I mean, I realized I loved writing when I was a kid because um, I'd visit my mom's workplace. And what I'd do is literally just take paper from the printer and write stuff. You know, I'd take a stapler, (laughs) (laughs) I'd take a stapler, I'd take paper from the printer, fold, you know. I I love drawing as well, so I'd draw little pictures and then on the other side, I'd write a little story. Mm-hmm. So that's really where the, the love for writing came about. When my cousins would visit, would write song lyrics. Oh, yeah? So clearly, like, writing has always been around. And then in high school, you know, taking it more seriously, like, 
writing poems about how I was feeling, you know, responses to little conflicts with friendships, <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. those kind of things. And then, um, I guess after matric, making that conscious decision that I am in fact a writer, I'm not aspiring to be a writer. Okay. This is who I am. Sure. Mm. Okay, like I'm gonna go back to like the truth shall bloom. Yes. Was there any particular incident, not even an incident, but something that was happening in your life that you said, okay, the truth always comes out irregardless, because that's basically the, the basis of what that is, right? The truth yes. always comes out. If you don't mind sharing, if there's something maybe you don't mind sharing, is there was there a particular thing that was happening in your life at that moment when you were 19, you're like, oh man. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the particular thing that happened was being in a space of solitude after living with your friends for 12 years okay. and living at home for the first time. After being in boarding school for 12 years, now I'm living at home with family, like yeah. my mom, my dad, and then my grandmother came to live with us. So you can imagine, I've never lived with my parents, uh -huh. you know, um, so that's a completely different experience. And then I'm also isolated from my friends who are beginning their new journey sure. in university, sure. right? So... It was really now a time for me to look at myself, you know, because now I'm in the space of solitude and isolation and really asking myself, what do I want? You know, um, who do I want to be? And understanding that the choices I made for me are enough without comparing, because it's obviously very easy to think, you no, know, people are getting ahead of me. And I think in that moment, that's when I needed to search for truth and okay. understanding like, what does my life mean? What does my path mean? Um, and how unique is it, mm -hmm. right? Um, so that's really where it came about. Like, once again, like, I, I really believe in the power of questions. So it really came about with questioning. You know, I think questions are statements. And that's where my poetry really stems from. Okay. Mm. Love it. Mm. Love it. My next question is that, um, here's the thing. Like, I understand that we as humans, like, we're... We're multi-dimensional, you yes. know, so we always, we're not like one-dimensioned, basically. And True. have you always been an advocate for self-development or like uplifting yourself? I have. I've always been the friend that people would come to me for advice. Actually, you, you know? do give off that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. Yeah, I, yeah, I've always been the friend that people would come to me for advice. And I've always been a person that's always seeked out knowledge uh -huh. you know no matter in what form whether it was ideologies whether it was spiritual you know and learning from different people like i'm that kind of person that can sit with an old person and have a solid conversation i was never afraid of my friends parents i'd have solid conversations with them you know so i was always seeking out knowledge and if you're seeking out knowledge then you can share knowledge oh, you yeah. know so that's really like that's the core Hmm. Okay. 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 <laughs> of where you know the constant need for like that self that's where the self development comes from. You know, it's not really like badgering, but it's like a, a real interest in growing. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um I wanna touch on a post you had you made. Mm -hmm. Uh about the stillness. I I had mentioned this to you about stillness. Yes, you did. There's two particular lines that actually st struck me, struck me, actually. Wow. Mm. Okay. Wait, let me just get out my phone. Yeah, I'm also just going to get it out. Like, <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> okay. So, 
it says, it's the second sentence. It says, you want them to stop on their tracks and say, wow, what a beautiful structure. What a thoughtful foundation. Look at all that progress. I get it completely. However, I'm also beginning to understand that the sacredness of building should be reserved for people that want to build with you as opposed to people who want to spectate. Hmm. That one hit me, but <laughs> there's this one, the second one. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay. Okay, this one says, do you want recognition for what you are yet to build? And yeah. Then with that, like when I read that, like I really, I paused and just, to, I, like I had to self-reflect on that. Mm. And I just thought like that is a great piece of writing. So I'm going to ask again, like, could you please elaborate as well? Like what, what inspired that? Were you going through like a rough time in your life? Were mm -hmm. you just like, man, okay, the, you need to have moments of spending time with yourself yeah and just being still it's very interesting yeah. i mean i'm looking at the date 25th of feb yeah 2021 this was written at like 7 a.m so obviously just a few hours after waking up yeah. and reflecting so um i think actually my family had come to visit um and i moved into a new place and i think it's the day that they left and now here in cape town right yes yeah. and now i'm i'm there within the stillness now now it's quiet <laughs> mm. and it's just me versus me and really having to think about my life right and obviously as someone that is creative you are expected to um sort of create something people can respond to sure but at the at the end of the day i'm not creating for the response mm -hmm. you can't you can respond to my creations, yeah. but I'm not creating for your yeah. response, right? Yeah. And that's where that the stillness um, idea came from. Like, if I'm still within my truth, within what I'm trying to create, then I'm not motivated by what spectators will think. Because at the end of the day, it's really just me and me and the people who are close enough to see and to help me and to help me grow. You know, the people that are close enough to really walk this path with me and by that i mean when i by that i mean that obviously there's communities you sure. know I'm, we're building communities and it's not always just like your close friends sure. that are creating meaning within your life um so that's really what i mean it's like the people that are really walking the path with you sure. including your community sure. those are the people that are important everyone else that's just spectating just to see what you're going to come up with. <laughs> I don't think those are people you should be, you know, meditating on and like stressing yourself about because at the end of the day, you know, you have a certain mission um, or calling or purpose. Sure. So everything else is just a distraction. So for me, that's really where it came about. Like if I'm still and if I'm in my peace, then I have certain priorities that I can focus on and other people who aren't even part of my support system have yeah, nothing to do with that. Yeah. Why am I concerned totally, about that? Totally agree. I'm not speaking to you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree because like yeah. when I, when I read this point, especially the second point that I mentioned is that I think that's where a whole lot of anxiety stems from. Yes. 
because you all you always be thinking okay if i don't do it a certain way what will they say what, what will, will they, they say? think and it's like there's so many there's Bruh. so many ways Bruh. there's so many ways Bruh. to make something to yeah. make food you know what you. i mean so <laughs> <laughs> like if i'm listening to what everyone is saying like you can't have too many chefs in the kitchen and this is my life like now imagine i'm having like 10 million chefs in the kitchen of my life like what kind of flavor will my life have Ooh, like now there's vinegar now there's sugar you know it's like what are we making exactly. so i need to exactly. like realize that okay i'm the priority i need to be still and not be distracted because it's so easy to be distracted okay can we can we fully change that mindset of you know just being anxious all the time mm-hmm. i mean i think obviously there are a lot of things supporting mm-hmm. our anxiety or yeah. supporting us into anxiety sure. but there are also a lot of things trying to get us out of it mm. you know and mm. what does it look like for us to focus on that narrative you know yeah because there's always there's two sides to a coin you know um i always think about how people are like oh i need to cut people off i'm like okay <laughs> How about <laughs> I get it. You know what I I'm saying? Yeah. So how about yeah. we focus on the people we want to build with? You know, because people will be like, oh, trauma bonds. I'm like, okay, why don't we focus on victory bonds? You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, these trauma bonds, all these friendships where I've actually it's, never heard of that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's like, okay. why don't we focus on the people that we want to be victorious with? So it's like, how can we flip the script? So if this thing is making you anxious, how can you flip the script and introduce something into your life where you know, you aren't getting anxious. So what does that look like? Does it mean being intentional about your rest? Does it mean including play into your routine? Does it mean um, resigning from a job that is no longer working for you? You know what I mean? So it's, I think right now for me, mm-hmm. um, my theme is choice, right? Because this is my autonomy. This is my sure. being. I can't leave it in anybody else's hands. And I understand that there are systemic things at play, but within my world, I can make decisions. Who I'm letting in, who I'm letting out, what I'm doing, um, how I spend my time. Those are actual choices I can make within my space, with my time. Sure. Right? And that will obviously influence the quality of my life and what really stirs up anxiety within me or not. You know, you know, just to just to add to that, um, I think for me personally speaking, I may be wrong, but this is just yeah. my opinion that I don't think we can ever get over the feeling of anxiety. Yeah, it's just we need to learn to live with it and it's, cope it's with management. It. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a matter of management, and it's there. So what can you add? If there's things that are adding to our anxiety daily, you know, and you're anxious about your looks because there's constant things that are being reinforced for you to be anxious about those things, right? What can you reinforce now to deprogram that, Mm. to change that narrative? Because, yes, you know, there's things that will constantly Mm. make us anxious, but how do you change the narrative? How do you counteract that, Mm. right? And that's really the point where I'm at. Especially like as a perfectionist. Sure. Ah. I can't breathe, man. <laughs> Half the time. <laughs> Half the time yeah. I can't breathe. I'm just like, oh my God. 
my goodness, <laughs> I need to write a sentence and now I can't breathe because it has to be the best sentence ever, you know, but I need to counteract that and say, but for who, you know, so that's how I feel. It's, it's a constant fight. It's about like waking up every day oh and seeing how you can, you know, improve the quality of your life. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. I'm just going to pause for a moment. So now, we're going to get into your new book, Yay. actually. But before we get into that, let me just ask you one last question here. And I, I'm actually intrigued in like what you're going to say about this. No? Mm -hmm. What makes a man desirable? A man? Yeah. Are we recording? We are recording. <laughs> <laughs> what makes a man desirable? No, like I'm just really, really intrigued to see what you going to say about this like maybe in your personal viewpoint i can elaborate if you want me to i mean when i think about desire i dude i just think about food so i was like <laughs> honestly speaking i just like that's really like i'm just thinking okay. food really good food like really good pasta okay you know so that's not really something i think about like what makes a man desirable in what context Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, okay no, 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 no. Here's, here's a point. Okay. Here's a point. Here's a okay. point. Okay. What values do you think a man should have, or that like the ones that attract you towards? Uh, like, are you attracted to men? I'm attracted to people. People. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what makes a person? Perfect. Yeah. 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 Um. I think for me, I'm I'm attracted to people that are authentic. Mm -hmm. right that are connected to themselves i'm a very open-minded person so mm -hmm. i don't like defining people and i don't like putting people in boxes um so i think for me what makes somebody attractive is someone that's completely honest in with who they are like i always say that like i'd rather have a conversation with someone that knows that they can be an asshole and be completely honest about sure. it than someone who's a self-proclaimed good guy yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so for me um yeah. i have this openness of connecting with people who are themselves and they're open about what that means and i think there's beauty in that there's beauty in people that are completely honest in their expression of self and being and that know that they're not perfect that know that Ooh. they still have there's still room for growth um so those are are really people that i'm drawn to people that really that are really passionate you know for me i think talking to someone and hearing their passions and hearing their dreams and Ooh. having people that that are working towards something working towards building themselves working yeah. towards connecting with the world i think those are things i value like i value people that understand a sense of humanity sure you know sure um that are respectful and I, I think those are basic human traits sure. we should be respectful we should be treating each other well um but obviously we don't so i think someone that's or people that are in touch with that people that are in touch with these are the basic things we should be embodying but we don't because of it, obviously the society we live in sure has affected yeah. people in how they act and how they choose to protect themselves and in how they choose to survive, you know? So mm -hmm. I don't, for me, I don't like judging people. 
you know, and I prefer being around people that are unjudgmental because a lot of the times the things that affect us have been out of our control, right? I agree. Uh, I and agree. I'm not, it's not that thing of like, I see the good in everyone and I'll, <laughs> and I'll completely be like, oh, you can disrespect me because you've had a tough life. No, um, but I am aware. It didn't come at you sideways. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I am aware that there are a lot of things at play in understanding how humans operate. So that's where my attractiveness, my attractiveness sure. comes from. And what other people, what attracts me about other people is just their honesty in that moment. You know, probably it will change five years from now. But meeting someone and knowing that their complete expression of themselves is authentic and they're not playing games and it's not gimmicks and they're not trying to embody a persona they saw on the internet, sure. you know, um, and they actually actively working against the way they've been socialized, yeah. you know, yeah. I can have a conversation with someone like that. We, we can take it further. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. okay, actually, love, I think yeah. you actually also, you did answer my question. It's very open. It's very open. I can't put people in boxes because people will surprise you, honestly speaking. Yo. Yeah, I'm always like, um, for me, I know that with people, you constantly have to keep relating to them because I'm not the same person I was a month ago, right? So I can be like, this is what I'm attracted to, but I know that when you get to know someone deeper, suddenly things change. Things change, the person yeah. changes because now they're revealing more information <laughs> and they start liking new things. Right. So you need to keep relating, you know. So yeah, yeah I, I have an openness. I, I have, love that. Yeah, attractiveness, desirability that. is just it's so open for okay. me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a that was an essay. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's, fine. It's, it's actually really it makes sense. Yeah. So let's yeah. let's get into the book now. What uh was what's the scoop? Well, let's get into the book. Right, let me scoop you. Okay, mm -hmm. so the book, the new book is titled Cycles. Sure. Right, and it's really, really, all like basically the, the answer I just gave, that's what Cycles is. It's understanding that things are so broad, you know, that there is beauty in both light and darkness. And in writing it, because the truth shall boom is very like, um, I'm questioning, right? Yeah. But cycles is like, man, you know, there's beauty in the darkness as well. It's not just about constantly trying to reach for light. And in that thinking that light is only what exists and now you must constantly be perfect and, you know, just be this peaceful person, you know, and that's what enlightenment is and that's what growth is. Sure. Right? I think growth is acknowledging that you are going to come across dark moments. You are going to come across bright moments. And you still need to navigate them with grace, right? Yeah. And that's what cycles yeah. is. We're constantly going through cycles and patterns, whether with family, whether in romantic yeah. relationships, whether in friendships, whether in life. And you need to recognize these cycles and ask yourself, do I want to continue with them? Or ask yourself, am I going to constantly be in a state of shame because I've been through a specific cycle, you know? Right? So, <laughs> so that's really, that's what that, like that's, this book has been therapy for me because it's like, you're not trying to present a face because there's so many, we like, like you said, we're multidimensional sure. and that's what cycles is. It's multidimensional, you know, um, just like there are so many stars in the sky and so many galaxies, it can be interpreted in 
that way because there's no telling like you don't know how far you can go you know in terms of your strength in terms of your um resilience as sure. a person so that's really like the inspiration of cycles that listen man don't be so hard on yourself there's so much beauty in everything and once you bring it all together all those stories you know your story from when it began till now once you integrate everything you'll understand that you've become a better person because of all those experiences even the most painful ones you know um yeah and not to say that you justify anything but you do realize that you don't need to dissociate so for me it was really a moment of not dissociating and not compartmentalizing but bringing everything together and saying this is it you know this is what i've seen this is what i've heard this is what i've felt and what what does it look like for it to just all come together jeez yeah. wow 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 <laughs> that's cycles uh, that's cycles man oh snap okay i'm speechless now okay i'm definitely going to buy this book i'm intrigued as to like you delving in more into this mm. uh could you maybe read something yeah, out of that can, if you have I can something read something sure um, i mean since we were talking about relationships earlier sure i'll read from the chapter called connections um very interesting it was a full moon yesterday yeah, so yeah, yeah. cycles was written in different phases of the moon <laughs> you know the moon has to do with ah, okay. cycles you know um and i do have a connection to water and you know um and people that also have their cycles you know that it all connects and it all comes together sure so this is really um what it's about but let me get into that chapter called connections and this is where i talk about different relations um <laughs> i was reading a few of these to my friends and she's like <laughs> Girl, are you trying to trigger me? <laughs> so I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. They're quite short, you know, but it's okay. Let's get into it. Sure. The first one says, "I don't want to reduce you to an idea, a few words, or a mere concept. Your very existence is not limited to my experience of you." Hmm. 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 So this this is basically all I should have said when you asked what kind of people I'm attracted sure. to. <laughs> this should have been the summarized wow. answer because that's really what it is. Like there's no point in me reducing people to ideas, you know, um or reducing them to these concepts that we've been given about what a person is, what a man is, what a woman is, you know, because people aren't limited to that experience. People aren't limited to my perspective. Or your perspective True. or the world's perspective True. you know because you go through tiktok and it's like all oh, this relationship advice and i'm like but people don't fall into these boxes you know exactly our, our our experiences are so unique and my experience of a person is going to be so unique Ooh. as opposed to your experience with the same person so why are we mad <laughs> why are you mad <laughs> like, <laughs> you're actually getting me thinking now it's like yeah. how social media has created this construct around how a relationship should look like exactly and i mean okay, i i i like nice things of i appreciate I mean, nice things yeah, yeah. but it's not according to twitter standards and it's 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 advice that i always give to like my mates and tell them like guys 
Wait, what am I talking about again? Why am I forgetting? Hold on, I'm gonna pause it. I remember. So, like, we should not, like, as people, especially people with, like, like, if you live according to Twitter standards, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. I don't know if you've seen the indoor damaibe. What is this one that I saw? Indoor tamaikanga mahawks or indoor tamaibe nyoga. Like, one thing that upsets me is that, like, there'll be a gent. Or there'll be someone out there that will say, like, okay, cool. If I get a snake, I'll be accepted mm-hmm. in society. So I actually like what you said there. Mm-hmm. So do you want to read maybe some more? I can more? read another one. And like for me, for instance, I was also... So I'm interested in this thing of, you know, the counter-narrative. So like, sure. if people are saying, okay, this is the narrative. I'm like, okay, what's the counter-narrative? If you're saying, oh... You know, a man should do da 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 da. Yeah. I'm also like, okay, but what are we doing? Um, why aren't we focused on on ourselves, right? Why do we need men or relationships to build our self-esteem, True. right? Yeah. And every yeah. day on the timeline, it's like, who? You know, people should be like this. Women should be like this. A woman should, you know, if you dress like this, then you wouldn't be treated like this. And I'm like. You know, all these <laughs> narratives, and I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired because it's like, how about we just focus on ourselves? We focus on building ourselves at our own pace. You know, what does that look like? What does it look like if you build your own self-esteem? What does it look like if you focused on building your own corporations or business or whatever you sure. like, farming, whatever? Sure. And how about we have those conversations? You know, it's always about who this person must be like this, this person must be like that. But for who? Because we all different. You know, what makes you think I want my person like that? You know, but that's the constant narrative. Okay. Um, but with that being said, mm-hmm. I'll go into this poll um, about love. Okay. And it says, love is being present, meeting a person as they are right now. Accepting that in the same way that you can change and grow, they can too. Mm-hmm. Love is relating over and over again. Understanding that people are constantly evolving and learning and healing. Love is a deep knowing for who someone is, accepting them for who they are, not who you wish they could be. Love is meeting someone in a space they have purposefully created for you in their lives. Love is non-attachment, seeing a person not as some possession but a divine being. Love is realizing the wholeness of someone's being. Love is acceptance, understanding that the other has their own dreams, thoughts, and life force to tend to. Love is choosing to share your energy organically. Love is freedom, love is solitude, love is at home. Love is showing up for yourself. Love is doing the inner work. Love is the highest vibration. Don't fear it or run away from it. It loves you. Wow, Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, whoever who's listening to this, um, I hope you have gained as much value as I did here yeah, just talking to Debojo. Uh, new book is coming out. Uh, when? Yes, new book is coming out. I can't say the date, okay. but where you can find all the information is on my social media. So that's Debohonong underscore. Uh-huh. The book will be on my website and you can purchase it from there. Um, so yes, I think the best way to know everything I'm doing with the book 
whether I'm speaking on podcasts yeah. or anything of that sort, if I'm having events, it's through my social media. All right. Hmm. Uh, everyone who's listening, thank you so much for joining me on the fourth, or fourth episode of the Just Growth Podcast. Please comment, subscribe, follow. Um, thank you so much and God bless.